five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden, and I'm with... Harpo. And here we are. Harp, how are you doing this week? Doing good, doing good. Good. Chugging along. Excellent, excellent. We were talking beforehand, and uh, Harp, you were saying this is your favorite time of year down in Georgia? Oh, yes, favorite time. Mm. They like savings is over. Don't get dark till 8.45, 9 o'clock. Sometimes it'll, get, it'll even get lower. Nice. And so... Nice. Me, me being the outdoorsman that I am, it's my favorite time of year because I stay outside until it's bedtime. Nice, nice. I am right there with you. And actually, it's funny because in L.A. for this month or so, it gets a little overcast and a little blob. But the uh, by mid-June, that all clears up. And by July, we're looking really, really nice again. But a little cloud. A little cloud never killed anybody. So, yep. so, so here we are. We've got a whole bunch of stuff happening in the world today, there's 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 always a lot going on, but it seems like this week there's a whole lot going on. So, the bad news around the world is we have another flare-up of the conflict in Israel, and I'm sure everybody's been watching the news and has seen that. So, Harp, what's your take on that? I mean, I've just been seeing in the news just the amount of protest here in America from it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of you know a lot of the big cities, L.A., New York, Atlanta, all the, had had their own little protest because of it. So you're seeing it hitting the streets here. Yeah, you know, the Israel-Palestine conflict is it's really interesting in that it's it really sucks a lot of people in, and it seems to get. A lot of people who are not directly involved in the situation gets them gets them real hot. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I just don't like how political it's becoming. Yeah. Like, we have enough of our own problems here in America in politics. Why don't we keep? We don't need nothing else interfering for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'll. I've actually been to Israel, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But so, let me ask you this: Do you think that the U.S. should be more involved in Israel, less involved in Israel? What do you think? I mean, I think we should always make sure not, nothing ever happens to Israel. Yes, I do think that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, do you think that we are? I mean, that's that's the holy city, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, and this country was founded on it. So. Mm-hmm. I think we owe it to them, yeah. And do you think our, you know, involvement in it is, should, I mean, should we increase, should we get, you know, more involved, should we help them out more, should we help them out, should we pull away a little bit? I mean, I think Israel's holding their own pretty good right now. If we need to intervene more, we, we, we should. I don't think we should do anything less than what we're already doing. Yeah, because it is a, yeah, maybe because it is, you know, in the Holy Land, it's become a flashpoint, but I've... I've noticed in the U.S. it's it's really become, how can I say this, something that both the kind of, I don't know if I want to say far right and far left have become passionate over, but the right and the left have become, you know, very passionate about, but not not people in the middle, I want to say, you know, because like most people, 
in America, when they hear about violence in the Middle East, they just kind of, their eyes kind of glaze over because they've, you know, seen it so many times. But the far left has embraced the Palestinians and sort of the um, far, I don't, want to, I don't know if I'm far right, maybe it's a little more uh, in the mainstream, but on the right has embraced the Israelis. And it's, yeah, it's gotten, it's definitely gotten uh, a pretty, deep. but actually, but I know people, I interestingly, it's one of those ones where lines aren't easily drawn because I know plenty of people on the left who are pro-Israel and not too many on the right that are pro-Palestine. But, um, you know, I do know, I have a lot of Jewish friends and they don't all support Israel, you know, uniformly, but there are a lot of people who do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, let the uh, Israeli government figure it out versus us trying to get in their way. Yeah, you know, Israel's Israel's interesting. So my wife and I, on our honeymoon, we went to Turkey, Israel, and Egypt. And we went in, this was August of 2011, and things were really calm at this point, and it was nice. We got, we went, we visited Jerusalem, we went to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, we went to the Dome of the Rock, we didn't go inside, but we went to the Dome of the Rock, the area where it is, and actually, I... I the story I have about that is all right. So we're walking, and we came. We're, we're kind of we came across a um, kind of came around the corner, and all of a sudden the Dome of the Rock is right there, and it's literally built on top of the Wailing Wall, which is one of the holiest sites in Judaism. So you have, and I immediately and like when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is why they're going to be fighting over this forever because. You have one of the holiest sites in Islam literally built right on top of one of the holiest sites in Judaism. And, you know, neither side can, you know, they're, they're, both, they're both locked into it, you know what I mean? Neither side can move either one. And, and to be fair, I don't think either side actually wants to move the other one. But, but when you put two, you know, holy places literally on top of each other, people are going to going to fight about it and um you know and i also I, I personally try to stay away from israeli politics and what's going on over there because when i was over there i was treated very very well i met a bunch of really fantastic israelis a bunch of just really really kind wonderful people and had a great time we had a great 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 time yeah that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what I'm, i mean i think we should let the israeli people deal with it themselves but to it you know I think they're, like I said, they're handling themselves right now pretty well. Mm -hmm. The Israeli Defense Forces are, I'd say, you know, pound for pound, the IDF kind of runs neck and neck with the U.S. military. You know, obviously we're much larger and bigger and, and have more resources, so, you know, we're... we're, we're well, I mean, I'm, sure, bigger, but... I'm sure we share a lot of secrets with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but... But, yeah, they're... They're really good. They're really good. But yeah, but but I was over there. And I met you know I met a bunch of really great Israelis. But you know they have they have problems too. It's 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 not you know it's not black and white. And it's not black and white on either side. It's not black and white on either side. I mean I'm not gonna <laughs> for for the fear of uh, uh, not wanting to have my head ripped off and commenting on a a, a, a conflict that I don't know 100 percent about. I'm not gonna dick my toe. You know go too far into it. But yeah, it's it's sad to see it happen because it's a beautiful place and there are, you know, a lot of wonderful people there and yeah, if you ever Harpo, if you ever had a chance, when this all dies down and it gets uh, quiet again, I, I definitely encourage you to go to um 
go to Jerusalem because I know you're a church going guy and um, they do. We did. We went on the uh, tour of the uh, twelve stations of the cross, which is where supposedly the route that Jesus took um, through the city. We went. A couple monks gave a guided tour and we went. It was interesting. It was in three languages. It was in English. Um, Italian and German, and we went with a bunch of people from around the world and kind of followed Jesus' steps and ended at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is, they're not 100% sure exactly where he was crucified, but they think that this is the spot, and you go to the spot where he was supposedly crucified, and you touch the dome, um, not the dome, excuse me, you touch, it's called Golgotha Hill, you touch the uh, stone that he was apparently crucified on, it's crazy, it's really moving, it's it's. A really, really, really uh, amazing experience. So I, I, when this all dies down and we can travel again, I definitely encourage you and your wife to go. I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime, though. Well, I mean, you might, you know, like, um, it, it kind not of... If we, not, if we, not if our politics are staying involved in it. Well, you'd be surprised. So I, I went 10 years ago. I, yeah, it'll be 10 years this August. And it was... Since then, we've had, including this war, I think like two little mini wars and it's it's weird because they kind of they fight and then it calms down and then they fight and then it calms down and then they fight and then it calms down and is that country just south of uh it's egypt egypt is to the south jordan is to the east and syria is to the north and oh sorry, sorry i'm sorry lebanon is to the north as well lebanon's like immediately north but yeah, no, you would, um, if, you, if you're able to go during a peaceful period, you would totally dig it. Like, it is, it's really, really amazing. And it's, and it's, um, it's when we, again, when we were there, it was, it, if you go during a peaceful time, you know, people are nice, like they're all around the world. And the kind of, the, the, the Palestinians are a little more reserved than the um, Israelis. But there's like, there's in Jerusalem, there's a ton of Americans. And there are a ton of like, we went on, like, we saw this little um, tour group from Peru. And there were a bunch of middle-aged and older, like, grandmas who were, who were on this, this they were, maybe 20 or 30 of them, and they were from Peru, and they were just walking around having a good time, and I thought that was pretty cool, so, but. Yeah, I just hate, I hate it for all the, like you said, the civilians over there, citizens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's, um, uh, so let me ask you this, what do, how do people down in um, LaGrange in Georgia feel about it? I mean, they, you know, a lot, a lot of conservatives around here. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're saying, saying the same thing. We need to help them out as much as we, you know, as long as they need our help. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's just really, what are they, what are they fighting for? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, I mean, we know it's you know, two different religions, but yeah, I, th- I wonder, we we're, we're, we all wonder what the end game is. Yeah, I and, and you know I I don't know, and I think it is, it is a confusing conflict. Yeah, I I think when you, all, when you don't live there, so we don't know. Yeah, I think that ultimately what it boils down to is two different groups of people want the same piece of land, and it's more complicated than that. That's an overly simplistic way of looking at it, but in a nutshell, um, so you got you got two people, two two groups of people who want the same piece of land, and they um. Uh, haven't figured out how to uh, share it. Have you, have you seen those video clips of the Iron Dome working? I did see that. I did see that. There. I just want to know where where are they getting all these rockets? Yeah. Um, I mean, good lord. 
Well, they're, like I said, they're, they're, their military is really good, man. I'll tell you another. Sorry, seriously, this is kind of crazy. So, the last day we were there, we went to the City of David, which is one of the big tourist attractions, right? Now, here's the thing. Everybody in Israel, not, actually not everybody, I think just about everybody, there are some exceptions, in Israel um, is required to serve in the military for, I believe it's two years. I think you have to serve like active duty for two years, and then you're kind of on the reserves, uh, in the reserves until you're like 55 or 60, something like that. But you're basically active duty for two years, and then a number of years in the reserves. So you would see like people just like people walking around in civvies, like with an M4, right? So we went to the city of David, and it was like our last day there. And we're going through, you know, we're waiting online to get in. We're, we're like in the little kind of this little chill out area. And I see this girl. She can't be can't be more than nineteen. Swear to God, man. She looks like your regular average nineteen year old girl. She's got a shirt on, kind of a little shortish dress, wearing shoes, and the shoes have um, flowers on them. Regular girl, and bam, she's got an M4 just sitting right across her lap, not fucking around. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, and she was just, and and after a while, you know, you and I've been to Iraq. You've been to Iraq. I'm, you know, we're both real comfortable around guns. I didn't give a shit, but I was like, when I saw that, I was like, mm, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of the way it was when we stopped in Czech Republic. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the whole airport was guarded by their military, and they walking around with us all the little guns. Well, yeah, it's interesting because a lot of I've been to Atlanta, I've been all over the world, and a lot of countries. That's just how the police and the army rolls. And before the before you know, I served in the navy. It was it was kind of weird, but you know, afterwards I was like, all right, cool, whatever. When I so afterwards, when you know, we were over on our honeymoon, we took a month and we did Israel first, and then we flew to Egypt for a week. And every like hotel and museum and stuff in Egypt, it had a metal detector. And it had a guard, like, with a with an AK-47. And they were all just, like, sitting around lazy. So, like, literally every single metal detector I went through, it was like, whoop. And the guard didn't get up and do shit. So I was like, mm, okay, all right, whatever. Like, I could just roll through here with a freaking pipe bomb and it doesn't matter. But, but, yeah, he was just, they were just sitting with their little one AK with their one banana clip, just, you know, making 30 cents an hour or whatever it was. But, yeah. Yeah, Italy, they, I seen a lot of dudes, and when I was in Italy, I was surprised. They had, a lot of guys had guns, too. I was like, oh, this is Europe, so. Well, it's, I, I will say one more thing about it. When, when, we're, also, when we were at the city, Dave, they had this um, really, really interesting video, and it was like a, it was kind of a, a you, you ever seen South Park? You know how, like, they have the um, cardboard cutouts animation? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, they had this video, and it was, it was like the history of Israel, and it went back like 5,000 years. And basically, it was like, so a society, a civilization rises up, and then they like fight, 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 fight. So first, it was, you know, the ancient Hebrews and the Israelites. And then another army came through, and they fight, 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 and they were gone. And then the Greeks took over. And then they fight, 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 and then they're gone. And then the Romans took over. And then they fight, 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 and then they were gone. And then the Arabs came in. And then it was fight, 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 fight. And they were gone. And then it was the Crusaders. And then it was fight, 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 fight. And they were gone. And then it was the Arabs again. Fight, 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 fight. And then it was, who was after the Arabs? Oh, it was the Turks. The Turks came in for a couple hundred years. Turks came in, fight, 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 fight. And then it was the British. 
fight, 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 fight. And then finally the, the Israelis now. So, yeah, it's just been like this like long, long history of fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. So, so that is what it is. Now, now, you know, I was, when we were thinking about this uh, podcast and like my first thing, I had to get a dig in on uh, Trump. My first thing was like, I thought Jared Kushner solved the Middle East crisis. I thought that he went in there and fixed it and made it beautiful, and apparently not. But to be completely fair to Donald Trump and every president since basically Dwight Eisenhower, it's been a headache for every single president since then. So, and I don't think I don't know if well I can say I don't think the Americans are going to solve. I don't know if any outside power is going to quote unquote solve it. It's gonna you know take the two of them sitting down and and finally hammering out a deal that works for them both. So, we'll see. Well, I think it's Kushner, who is, he is Jewish, I do believe. He is. Like, I mean, he's active for, you know, that's his religion. Yep, he is. I mean, but, I, don't, I don't think, well, there was no fighting going on anyway. There was a lot of, a lot of countries, you know, so like, I think Saudi Arabia, a lot, a lot of them wants to start working with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... That big peace treaty or whatever. Yeah, I know a lot did open up, and there's now the you know, if you look at the greater Middle East, then you have the um, sort of you have the Sunni and Shia divide, and the the Sunnis are kind of spearheaded by Saudi Arabia, and the Shiites are led by uh, Iran, and so you also have a lot of regional stuff going on between uh, Iran and Saudi Arabia, and I know a lot of it plays into I'm not a Middle East specialist, so I can't say for you for sure. But um, I'm just wondering where, where all, all the missiles are coming from and rockets and stuff. Good question. Well, not, I, I mean, obviously we know where it's coming from with Israel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're backing them, but are we backing them? I mean, we give money to Iran. They may be throwing some money down there to the Palestinians too. Who knows? Like... What's the end game? Yeah. Who who are we really? Who's really fighting behind the scenes? Yeah. I I I unfortunately can't answer that question. Um, yeah, but, me, I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't think that I don't think that question will ever get answered. Yeah. <laughs> so. Until until there is an end game. Mm-hmm. So. so. Well, we will see. So. So that's what's going on over there. And um, so the other thing, we have some, actually, we finally have some positive news on the pandemic. And that is the CDC announced if you have been vaccinated, you don't need to wear uh, masks outside. And I know that a lot of the country, over the last week, a lot of the country has uh, thrown open its doors. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Walmart has dropped its mask requirement, at least in yeah, no, I, in states. I went into Walmart Sunday. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to wear one. Mm-hmm. Didn't get asked if I wanted one. Yeah, a lot of states around the country are throwing their doors open, and California's holding back a little bit. I know, um, you know, New York. Some of the states that got hit really hard are holding back a little bit in, in reviewing, but I have a feeling that um, California and um, New York probably in the next two or three weeks at the latest will start letting them go because we still, at least in California, I, I just checked and we have about, as of yesterday, it was like 35% of our population 
uh, fully vaccinated, so we still have a, a, a bit of a ways to go. But you said in Georgia, people haven't had masks on for a while, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, only in places where, you know, the businesses require you to. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, I mean, restaurants, places like that, no, no, nobody wears a mask. Mm-hmm. Except, I mean, the waitresses, the workers wear, wear them, but the customers Got it. Mm-hmm. don't. Yep, yep. People, I think people are more aware of the situation now. I think there's a lot of a lot of knowns, and I think common sense is starting to come back around to a lot of people on proper hygiene and you know stay out of people's bubbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you're in a tight place, you know, like a grocery store, if you if you, you know don't walk down an aisle that's got. 15 people in it, you know, just go to the next one and come back to it. Or, you know, a lot of knowns are coming out. Mm-hmm. I think people are using some common sense about it. So, and people here are courteous to the to the other. If I go somewhere and they ask me to put a mask on, I'll, I'll put a mask on. Mm-hmm. But if I don't have to wear a mask, I'm not going to wear one. Yeah, it's it's interesting here. So like people people are still more wearing them, but like I've noticed, like outside, if you're walking outside, and you're like just in a neighborhood, and you're not like around other people. I notice like a lot of people have started to take them off a little bit. I go for um a couple times a week. I'll go for just a little walk around my neighborhood in the afternoon, and what I do now is I'll kind of. I'll just carry one in my pocket, and if like, if I walk by people and they're not wearing it, then yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like I'm I'm not gonna wear, you know. But like I walk by somebody, like like last week I walked by. I was I, I was like thinking about this while I was walking, and then I walked by a couple who had they were pushing a stroller with a little toddler who like obviously couldn't was not old enough to get vaccinated. So just while I walked by them, I threw it back on for like thirty seconds. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was like, they're you know they're they're a little yeah, you're, worried. You're just being courteous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I think more people were the knowns are out here now. Yeah. So no, nobody's making these you know, drastic changes anymore, and hopefully everything's. I, I know there's a lot of a lot of sporting places, events, arenas, parks. I've opened up on mm-hmm. Braves. The Braves are 100% now. Oh, nice. So, nice. Excellent. I think they did say they were going to have, you know, one section sectioned off at the stadium for vaccine, vaccinated people only. Mm. I guess if you can show proof that you are fully vaccinated, you can sit in this section. Nice. If you didn't want to sit with someone who isn't. But, but I, like, I, I don't know if it costs more for that. I don't know. Yeah, I um I heard I heard a report. There's a bar um here in L.A. They went uh, they were on the radio. They went down and interviewed the bar owner, and they kind of went one night. And it was basically if you're vaccinated and you can show that you're um you're vaccinated, they'll let you in, and then you don't have to wear a mask. Which I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool. So the uh, if I wasn't <laughs> married with a a little one, I'd probably go hit it up. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. So yeah, we're gonna get to some. I and I, my personal. Prediction is that by about September, like August, September um, is when things are going to be like 90% back to normal. For example, my hospital is, hospitals are probably going to be among the last places 
to lift the mask requirements, which is fine because all the you know COVID people go there. So, so I'll, I'll um, say hospitals and nursing homes. And nursing homes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Nursing homes will probably be there. Yeah, other healthcare, you know, any sort of you know a healthcare facility will be among. And nursing homes well, took, a, took a beating too. Yeah. Yeah, and they got they get hit really bad. I know. I I also know nursing homes. A lot of nursing homes have been fully vaccinated, which is great too. So, yeah. But yeah, my prediction. My, my wife's grandfather was excited about that news. You know, he's 80, 84, 85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's been vaccinated, so he was ready to take that mask off. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am too, man. I'm like I I I was I was fully vaccinated back in January, so I've been you know. I've been ready to go. But you know what's interesting? I was, I was talking about this with my friend. What's interesting? So I got my second dose in mid-January, which means by like, I was, f- you know, fully immune by like early February. But even then, it took me maybe a, a month or so after that to let it go and to stop worrying, you know what I mean? And like, by like, by like early March, I was like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm fine now if I, you know, um, I can just do stuff like touch elevator buttons again and like all the, you know, stuff that I was, you know, not, I was touching elevator buttons in my elbow and now I was just, you know, pushing like, um, it's like somebody coughs. I didn't like, I didn't worry anymore. You know what I mean? Push it and then wash your hands where you eat. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stick your fingers in your mouth and mm-hmm. your eyeballs. Well, you know, see that's, see that's <laughs> at the beginning, at the beginning I was like, all right, like if I had to touch something with my hand, I was like, cool. Do it, and then, uh, you know, if I was home, I'd go wash my hands. But, like, sometimes, you know, you got to push in, you got to get in your car, and, like, you're driving, and then, like, 15 minutes later, you go, like, rub your face, and then you're like, ah, I got COVID yeah. finger. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no health, health freak or no clean hands. Well, I'm not one of those guys. I'm telling you, I, I live off of that five-second rule. That's not <laughs> five seconds. I'm going to pick it up and eat it. Yeah. Uh, so... But, I mean, it's just more people have, you know, are getting the common sense. You know, mm-hmm. Like you just said, elevator buttons. Some things probably get touched a hundred times a day mm-hmm. by a hundred mm-hmm. different people. So, yeah. you touch something that that many people's touched, a doorknob, anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and just carrying a little thing, your hand sanitizer in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. And then... Also, I was telling my friends, so the, um, I've basically, so all all of the extra precautions and and kind of all the stuff that like mentally, you know, got into my head, I've I've pretty much pushed them all aside, but there's one, the one that sticks out when I walk into my job, the front door has a little keypad lock. So you got to put in a code to get in. And, um, when I started, uh, I was, you know, I, I started at the hospital literally two weeks after the pandemic began. And I remember walking in there like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Like, am I going to be around a bunch of COVID people? And it turns out the building that I work in is separate from the building with all the COVID patients. But, like, for that first week, I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So uh, ever since then, I've been, um, like, every time after I do the keypad, I go, I would go right into the bathroom and wash my hands. And that's the one habit I haven't been able to drop. Like, whenever I go in, I touch that keypad and then I got to, you know, I drop my bag and then I got to go wash my hands. So... Yeah, that's the thing I'll do. So, you know, I I ask this of you a lot, but, you know, I, I keep doing it because things change and, you know, we learn more things. But what are some of the permanent changes that you think are going to come as a result of COVID? Well, like, like you said, when you go to hospitals or any places with, with 
you know, high risk patients. I think you're, the, the, that protocol is set. I think it's not going to go away for safety reasons with the mask and, you know, maybe one or two visitors max per per entry, you know, stuff like that. It's probably going to stay still. A lot of the fast food restaurants here are, are not, haven't opened up their dining rooms back up. Mm-hmm. They're still just drive through only, and I think that's going to stay uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. If they'll ever open their dining rooms back. But, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Is, is the Waffle House open their dining rooms yet? Uh, the ones here in LaGrange have, yeah. Oh, okay. That one, I, the one I was telling y'all, uh, said about earlier was uh, the one up in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were up there for the, my daughter's little gymnastics meet. Mm-hmm. That's right. That one was close. Cool. But, I, you know, a lot of people are probably fixing to have to at least find some kind of job because Georgia just did, governors just signed that. Uh, executive order get rid of that three hundred dollars extra in the unemployment. Mm. Got it. I think it stops. Uh, I want to say July. Yeah, that's that's we can stop. Yeah, we can talk about that next week because yeah, a lot of those those bonus and the, that protection and stuff, all that stuff is gonna um, start ending here pretty soon, and it's gonna be back to normal. So, um, yeah, you know, so the as as far as permanent stuff goes, yeah, I think. You know, restaurants are going to start being more careful. You know, one thing I'm really surprised about, I am I thought that every place you'd go would have a thermometer, check in your temperature, and some places do, but not everywhere, you know what I mean? So I thought that it would, I kind of thought that, you know how like after September 11th, you saw metal detectors go up in a bunch of places and security got much tighter? I thought that we'd have much tighter, you know, covid security than we do and you know we had the masks but you know there weren't like people checking your temperature i thought that like you know you you you'd be able to get like your um you know your phone you'd be able to get something in your phone that said if you have the vaccine and i think that some people do but that's not really going you know very far and you know it's like china china i i kind of thought that we kind of almost turn into a, a surveillance state like this with china china's tracking friggin everybody but but we have and there's and there's some good parts there's some really really you know there's some 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 good things a lot of good things to say that you know about that we are i mean it's definitely going not turning into china don't get me wrong but there are you know, a couple of public health changes that um i thought we were going to make we didn't but you know that goes on i just you know now that we're pulling out of this it's i'm i'm my my hope my biggest biggest hope is that when the next one of these viruses emerges, and it's going to happen again. It is going to happen again, whether it's 5, 10, 15 years from now, when the next, you know, big one emerges, we take it a lot more seriously, you know, out the gate, and, you know, we uh, we don't wait for it to come here and explode before we start taking it seriously. So that's, that's my big hope, big lesson. Yeah. All right, man. All right, Harp. You got anything else? No, man, that's it. All right, all right. I guess my last thing is, you know, now that we're coming out of this pandemic, one of the things my wife and I have been doing is um, looking at changes that we want to make, you know, after the pandemic. So some of the things that we were doing beforehand. One of the things I want to do is slow down a little bit. I got no desire to go running back into doing a million things and 
running around like crazy. So I just want to slow down because it kind of sucks when you slow down because you can't go anywhere, but it's nice when you slow down because you just want to slow down. So that's it. All right. All right, Harp. All right, Doc. All right, well, thank you so much. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We love you all, and we'll see you next week.